So thank you so much for being here and for talking to me today. My honor. And can you start by introducing yourself? Sure. My name is John Lee, and I'm a painter. I live in Virginia. I'm in Williamsburg, Virginia. I teach painting at uh, the College of William & Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia. I've lived there since uh, 2008, and I love my job. Just recently had this opportunity to show at Emory & Henry College, along with my colleague, uh, Nicole Santiago, and we did a... uh, a talk and a opening reception on Monday night. How did you kind of come into what your art style is now? How did you know that that's the kind of art that you wanted to create? It's funny. Right away, I was uh, introduced uh, in painting classes to the idea of seeing color and seeing color in the world around you. And it's there's a tradition to, to that that goes back through uh, American art, American teaching, and, and beyond. You know, that's the way I see the world. That's, that's the natural, you know, I, I'm, I'm following, I think, uh, what feels natural to me. I'm following nature. I'm trying to follow my temp- my temperament uh, versus, say, maybe in some ways uh, a student may be uh, kind of pushed or, uh, you know, to, to, to make art that's uh, more about kind of a response to the art world, which I was over time less interested in. I was to some degree because I was looking at a lot of different artists and I was, you know, researching, uh, you know, everything to do with modernism, especially, and what happened in the 20th century. And I started to look at what happened in the 19th century. And I started, you know, I fell in love more so with painters who kind of looked back a little bit further, even though, even though they were working in a lot of style of art that, you know, is, is informed by abstraction and modernism. And it's, uh, you know, the strong colors and strong sense of shape and a strong sense of, of design. But I, uh, I've always been uh, responding to nature and light and space that is around me and trying to make art with what's around me. Speaking about color, how do you kind of balance playing with color with keeping a painting realistic and as it is presented in front of you? Yeah, that's 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 my whole thing. I mean, that's kind of the whole uh, enterprise with art, I think, is like you're looking at something, you want to be truthful to one thing, and yet there's another pull. So I, uh, I you know, I, I, I want to go in and I see a color and it leads me to another color, to another color, and I, I want to be truthful to all these little colors that I see. And yet if I do that, it's sort of like going off track with your train of thought and you lose the steam of the larger idea, the larger thesis or the, you know, the larger movements. And so uh, to put those all together, I don't know how to do that, but I, I, I try. And so it's kind of, you know, the idea that artists are always stepping back and revising and rescraping and there'll be, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get into uh, grooves where I'm doing uh, smaller paintings to try to keep it simpler and not work, uh, not be so slow and look at everything. I want to kind of make broader uh, moves and kind of think about the larger composition. And then there's uh, moments where I do work large, but I do keep it simpler. And so it's kind of a, you never solve the problem, I think, but you try and and things grow and uh, you kind of, uh, the pendulum swings one way and then back the other. And when you're putting together a collection to be featured in an exhibit, how do you kind of choose the pieces that go into that? Are there a way that they are connected in style or story or anything like that? I suppose it depends, but I, you know, hopefully when I'm showing, I have more or less a body of work that has been on my mind that may have consumed me for, you know, a couple years, maybe more, maybe less. 
and I kind of will see usually, hopefully there'll be a, uh, a running, a theme or a feeling that connects them all. And, uh, you know, for instance, in the show I have up now, it's, there's a little bit of a tension because, uh, you know, I was asked by, uh, uh, Professor uh, Goolsby and also uh, through Joe, Cham- Joe Champagne, who uh, curated the show. We, we love your still life work, as well as Nicole Santiago's, who's showing with me, and to kind of do a show of still life paintings. And um, I have done a lot of still life painting, but I've been interested in the last few years of still lifes that are almost half a, halfway a landscape. So they're still life objects, but I'm looking at them as if they are like a landscape. They sort of just exist in my space the way a, a tree or a house is in your neighborhood and so you paint them as they are there rather than composing them on a tabletop and so in the show I have some still life paintings that are kind of proper still life paintings two or three of those and then I have uh, more of these called interior landscapes which are the views of my studio and so everything is sort of a, a landscape and sort of a still life and sort of a little bit of everything in between and it kind of connects everything and yet some things are a little bit more of a uh, proper still life and other paintings are more of like a uh, more like a landscape, more of a broader kind of an idea. But I, hopefully there's a connection to be uh, seen there. And I think what ties it all together is just, uh, you know, my interest in uh, color and discovering discovering strange colors in the in the moment. And, you know, some some of the weird shapes that sometimes I put in the, in the still lifes with uh, pieces of construction paper that I cut out and these found objects. But then I also look for uh, just the strangeness in uh, nature as I see it, as I look around my room. I think it's interesting that you're so dedicated to painting the world as you see it. What makes you kind of look at a landscape or an object and need to or want to respond to that in a painting? Well, I guess it's, I mean, when I decide to do it, it's usually just I'm not thinking about it and it kind of hits me. I'm doing something else. Like the paintings in the show, the views of the room, like with the couch and the easel and so on, uh, corners of the room, they are just, I was working on one painting and then I saw another painting as I looked, (laughs) as I looked to the side and I said, oh, I got to paint that. And I don't know exactly what it is that makes me want to paint it in that moment. But when I look back and as I'm working on the painting, you know, it has something to do with, say, a particular glow of light or, uh, you know, something about the way the, the space moves. You know, I'm, I'm drawn to certain things. I'm drawn to ambiguous color. And so in, in walls and shadows and colors such as cardboard or colors that are not, you know, they don't insistently say I am a red or a yellow or a blue or a green and so on. They have an openness to them. And I like being able to see something deeper in there and that I can see more than one color going on. So they have this kind of wonderful uh, kind of tension or vibration or something musical to them. They're not insistent, you know, they're not uh, pushy or something like that. They just, they, uh, they could be more than one thing and to try to figure out that color is uh, interesting to me. And so I'm, uh, that's one of the things I'm drawn to. And then I kind of love a uh, kind of a torque in the space. So a lot of the, I noticed that, you know, I don't think about this when I'm working on the painting or starting the painting, but a lot of the paintings are sort of like, as if I'm not standing directly in front of it, Maybe there's one painting in the show like that that has a uh, hat stand in the middle. But uh, usually I'm kind of off to the side just a little bit so that it's not too uh, distorted nor too frontal and uh, kind of obvious. And it kind of gives a sort of a twist to it, I suppose, that's not too strong. And I think I was being like a little uh, contraposto as in the way a, a Greek figure stands or an Egyptian figure puts just one foot out. And so it's a... Uh, 
kind of a quieter kind of a torque that uh, I respond to. And that's kind of a reason I might make a painting from that particular view and that particular subject. Is there a certain physical place that you have to be in order to create or to draw inspiration or can it kind of hit no matter where you are? Oh yeah, it hits everywhere. So I see paintings all the time. And I mean, when I, I visited a campus and I was there from Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I saw several paintings. I mean, the beautiful architecture and the, just the feeling of the, you know, I, I walked through the buildings and uh, I felt a little bit like a ghost or a little bit like a fly in the wall or, or a spy. And I was kind of walking through uh, different buildings on campus and also just the views with the hills and uh, even just turning in and that kind of view to the right with the hills and the trees and the space of the lawn made me want to paint it. And, you know, there's I, I see things all the time. I see things when I get up in the morning and just the way the light is very early in the morning. It's not completely dark out, but it's not completely light. And just the uh, corner of the ceiling will make me want to make a painting. And I see that all through my house and all the way, you know, between my house and work and just everywhere I go. There's something I don't mean I can paint everything, but I think there's certain things that hit me and say, this could be a painting and it might be the certain light at a certain time of a day and a certain time of distance between myself and the subject and other things that kind of excite me. And I'm not really looking at the kind of social goings on. I'm sort of looking at the world, uh, you know, as if I'm not going to a job, as if I'm not uh, talking to someone. I'm sort of out of the loop in a sense and looking maybe over people's heads or, or between their legs or between, you know, I might be at the doctor's office and I turn and look down the hall or look you know, in between the chairs or under the table. Uh, I'll do it at the bank. You know, I'm waiting on them to, uh, you know, figure out my uh, bank statement and I'm kind of look down the hall. I, I, I could wish I could bring an easel in there and paint it. There's something about those uh, weird colors. They paint the wall and where the shadows hit them. So I see something everywhere. And yet I don't want to, uh, maybe I should, I'd kick myself in a way. I don't want to go out there and have to deal socially with explaining myself to be a painter and be in that kind of open communal space in order to make the painting. So I try to, I try to get that magic in the studio where I'd rather be as an introvert. I'd rather be alone in the studio and make the painting. So I'm trying to get the life outside to happen inside. And so it becomes sort of like a, uh, maybe a laboratory where you're trying to you know, Dr. Frankenstein is trying to create life in the studio where there is none. And so I bring in all my uh, funky objects and just kind of let them find their place in there. And then I got this wonderful skylight and I kind of hope that the light is going to hit in a certain way. And it, it will. and it, it does. And I, I chase that. And so I'm kind of uh, I've created hopefully kind of a little world in my studio that kind of reflects what I'm into uh, out in the, uh, the real world. Yeah. And as a professor, what's something that you want your art students to take away from their time at William and Mary or from your classes specifically? Well, for the time at William and Mary, it's a pretty broad question, and I think that'd be harder to answer. What I want from their classes, from my classes in particular, does relate to that, I suppose, in that, you know, I want them to uh, experience what it may be like to see the world as a painter a bit, to see, to speak that language. You know, they, they come in, they have a uh, a broad education, so they're thinking like a science and a, a scientist or an historian or a musician or a writer and on and on a business person. And they, they explore that world, they explore that vocabulary, but hopefully that all the grammar and the vocabulary get them into kind of thinking about the deeper underlying forces, you know, the, uh, the ways of the world and the, uh, you know, the uh, potential expressions so that, you know, I'm not teaching them sort of a technique on how to make a painting 
and a, you know, here's a style and here's the medium. I'm trying to get them to uh, see uh, color and light and space and movements and the things that an artist is dealing with in a broad way, be they an abstract or a conceptualist or a, or a, a painter that works on nature or a painter that works on their imagination. They're putting these forces together you know, they're all a force, you know, red and blue are strong, but then they mix to make purple, which is, uh, you know, weak against yellow, the complement. You know, everything is kind of playing off of each other in a musical way. And that relates to the grammar and the parts of language. And that relates to the, you know, I, I use the idea of it being uh, like chemistry. You're dealing with elements that form compounds when they attract and they repel in other ways and colors do that and lines do that and so they have to be in tune with some deeper forces that's what i'm trying to get people into are the deeper forces that are there beyond the subject matter and beyond the materiality of the the medium but they are uh hopefully they they get excited by uh you know what a painter is dealing with which are those deeper forces that are that exist both in nature and in art shapes and colors on the surface uh, and lines for art and then the forces of nature such as uh, light and color and and movement and mass and volume as they exist in the natural world around us. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being here. I don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to say that your exhibit will be in the McLaughlin Center for the Arts on the Emory and Henry campus from September 18th, which was just a few days ago, to October 14th. So to all of our listeners, it's very good. And where else can people find your art? I have a website, and it is uh, John Lee Painting, and I have uh, work there. And if you look on that website, there's maybe a few other links to uh, maybe a couple of other uh, things I've done, a couple, you know, a podcast or two, that sort of a thing. But I think primarily John Lee Painting is the, the place to go to see some, some other images. Great. And thank you so much again for being here and for speaking with me. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much, and I loved your questions. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.